Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey, Collider fans, it's Josh Nepp from the Heroes Podcast. You can support this show by taking a quick five-minute online survey to help keep this show free to download with minimal advertisements. Your responses will help connect advertisers to our audience so you can hear about products and services that matter to you. The survey is short and completely anonymous. Just visit podcastone.com slash mysurvey and fill it out. It can be completed in under five minutes. Thanks for all your continued support of Collider and all of our great podcasts here on Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Stay little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, sweaties? That's right, we've got an action-packed episode. You know what it is? It's the giant size issue 250. That's right, I'm calling it an issue. It's that big. It's comic book size. It's nuts. i got an insane panel of our favorite heroes, and they're all going to talk and whispering. No one's going to whisper on the show here we go with the show who's on the show today check out this panel we got koi we got amy we got robert we got marquia and myself we're going to talk about so much stuff 
this episode. I don't even know where to begin, but you saw that graphic up top. We're going to get to that. All of us hopefully will be at Las Vegas Amazing Comic Con. Whoever can make it to Vegas, if you're around the Vegas era, area or you're in Arizona, Area 51, if you're trapped by aliens, break free <laughs> and come and hang out with us. We're going to be there the whole weekend. I'm going to probably play some craps and roulette. I'll show you how to do it and how to win, son, because that's what I do. Um, guess what? Let's get right into this amazing graphic that our pal from overseas, Colm, did. Check out this issue 250. Yes. This guy's been killing it. He did our very first episode 100. He did a graphic for that. He did a graphic for episode 150. And now uh, 200. I'm sorry, he did 100. He did 200. Now he's doing 250. So thanks a lot, Colm. And everybody else has been throwing in some cool graphics. We really appreciate it. And uh, let's get right into the stories. We're at halfway mark right here, 2018. Can't even believe it's June. It's just whipping by. Part of the reason stuff is just moving forward and we're all running towards death quicker is because <laughs> these amazing films that keep dropping. There's way, no way to slow them down. I mean, already we got Black Panther dropped in, uh, it, literally in February. And, and, you know, with the debut of Civil War, we're like, look, this is a great setup for this amazing character. And no one knew what was going to happen. It blew the roof off the box office. People love the film. Why? Because it's an amazing movie. It's an incredibly well-done movie. Not just a Marvel film, it's just an amazing film. And if you haven't, if you're one of the few people left on the planet Earth who hasn't seen Black Panther, it's out on Blu-ray now with a ton of extras. Um, it's totally worth seeing, so check it out if you haven't. Let's go to the panel. What are your thoughts? Black Panther, Koi. Black Panther had that amazing thing where it 10-year anniversary made it that Iron Man mark again. This movie was the first time. I, I love the Marvel Universe, obviously, but this was the first one since Iron Man where I was like, oh, they've surprised me. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was new, and it was fresh, and it was world-building, and it was exciting. And, like, as someone that reads the comics with such fervor, I was still shocked consistently. Mm. It was such a strong film. The acting was like nothing we'd seen in a comic movie before. The world-building was so strong that anytime you see a piece of tech in any other movie, you know it's Wakandan. And that's 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 what movies can be if the production design if the attention to detail is that strong and the acting is that strong and the movie is that strong it makes a billion dollars if you invest in your movie it invests back make good movies make more Black Panthers make more things of that quality because it changed the world hard stop literally and that's what we said Definitely. would do Amy how about you uh, I, very well put and much in line with that I, I it's going to be a while before I think I see something that knocks me off my feet in, in that way. I mean, I hope it happens every day, but it doesn't <laughs> happen every day is the right. thing. Uh, and it's like all of us, we love film. We want things to be as good as they can. And so one reason that I think this film is so special uh, is watching people get uh, an, an up at bat and then knock it the heck out of the park. The right people for the right jobs just all over that film, like the right team. Uh, it's just something incredible. Definitely. Robert, how about you? What I thought was great about the movie was how it not just, like you said, did some incredible world building, but it gave us a pantheon of characters. Mm -hmm. Not just Black Panther, but you could do a whole film just about Wakanda. Yeah. If Black Panther, he was off doing something else. Every That, that world was, was so rich, but it was those characters. Every one of those characters was great. And it was so great to see them come back just mere months later. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I want to see all of those. There, there hasn't been a world maybe since the Lord of the Rings films. Like, the way Middle Earth was, I want to go back to Wakanda and yeah. just hang out. We literally have a very small trilogy if you look at Civil War, Black Panther, and Infinity War, but we're not, <laughs> I'm not counting that. I'm looking forward to Black I actually Panther made too. a call about opening a Starbucks franchise there. Oh, well, it should happen. Marquia, what are your thoughts? 
Uh, I grew up with Black Panther, so just hearing all of this, uh, I mean, we've been hearing this for months, but just hearing this <laughs> makes me feel so nerd good, mm-hmm. like, just, like, deep down, because um, I've always known that this has been an incredible property, otherwise I wouldn't have kept on reading it, and it feels like it's been 20 years in the making. Wesley Snipes tried to do it back in, what, 98, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, trying to do that, and then, yes, I agree with you, Coy, this is definitely a revitalization. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I'm, I'm a huge Marvel fan, huge, uh, if you couldn't tell, I am, um, but <laughs> But even with that, Black Panther and visiting Wakanda, like that re that re-upped my membership, <laughs> basically for it. So um, yeah, I, I want us to explore more Wakanda. I want World of Wakanda with like um, Roxanne mm-hmm. Gay's stories where we have um, Ao and Anika, uh, Aniko, and I, I I need this. I need more Dora Milaje. Um, and yeah, I I think it would behoove Starbucks to make a, a Wakanda themed one. <laughs> a Wakandan yes, blend. Yeah, I think it would. Behoove I would like yeah, I would for like, the first time to get the Wakandan blend. Yeah, that would be fantastic. As someone who directed the Black Panther animated series, I've loved that character since yeah. I was a kid back when he showed up in Fantastic Four 52. So knowing that character, like all of us comic nerds know that character, we couldn't wait to see Civil War. That hit, that character hit so bad and so good, like at the same time rocketing through, like just carving his own name through the entire storyline of Civil War. And the way it, you know, if you haven't seen Civil War, spoilers, the way he doesn't kill Zemu at the end, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Zemo, or how do you say his name? Zemo. 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 I, Zemo. I got it right. It's just such a weird name. Zemo, yeah. yeah, let's go with the New Zoo Review version. Um, anyway, <laughs> I like the way that, that, that they, they launched that character, and then the Black Panther was so much more. It's, it went so much more deeper into not just that character of Black Panther and T'Challa, but all of Wakanda. So that way, when we saw all of those characters, even even though it was brief in Infinity War, we really felt like, oh, we know what's going on. We didn't really need any kind of, you know, catch up. We've already got it in Black Panther. So I can't wait for them to announce Black Panther in Phase 4. Get to it. I guess we're going to find out soon because we got Infinity Well, Infinity War. That's right. May 4th came out and destroyed all of us. Literally. <laughs> I'm literally half dust right now, if you can't tell. Half of me got dusted after I left the movie because it was... Insane. It's a, it's literally a couple million dollars away from crossing the $2 billion point oh right now. Like, as we speak, I think next weekend it will be like, we've made $2 billion. I don't care about how much money it made. What I care about is the story and the quality of the film, which is incredible. I mean, that I cared about the supervillain, Thanos, that these characters all became human to me in a certain sense emotionally by the end of the film is something a high point that you can only say like hats off to Marcus, McFeely, the Russo brothers, Kevin Feige, the entire team for making an incredible superhero film. One that's like, I mean, we've already had like what, 15 years of like almost nonstop superhero films and every year they get better and better and better. And to hit that mark now is almost insane, but it did it. Marquia, what are your thoughts about Infinity War? Oh my gosh, so many emotions. Um, Infinity War actually in a little way uh, ruined the MCU for me. Uh, just for the simple fact that it's difficult for me to uh, revisit other films before it, mm. like Thor Ragnarok, mm. I have not been able to make it all the way through that movie yet. And that just says how incredible Infinity War is and how great it's been that they've set up these characters for us, that they've made it real. They've made me care about a CGI raccoon. Mm. You know, <laughs> I mean, um, they made I am Groot and we are Groot type of a thing. And just Infinity War, when half of the universe, sorry. When half of the universe got dusted, um, and then that was so incredibly real because these characters that you have seen for like the past 10 years, and then they're literally 
like that. And it's like you look around that theater afterwards and you're just like, uh, is half of everybody gone? <laughs> half of my family's gone now, right? So, yeah, they, they nailed it. Oh, my God. Definitely, Robert. Well, there's a moment in the movie... Can we say something spoilerish now? Uh, I think so. Anybody who's concerned about spoilers and you're watching Heroes 250, I don't know what to really tell you about want, it. Go ahead. You and know, spoil they're, away. They're, they're on they're on this cliff, and 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 Gamora's saying, "You've never loved anyone in your life," and blah 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 blah. And and, and the Red Skull says, he says, uh, he's not talking about himself or whatever. And you realize that he does love Gamora, and then he just tosses her off the cliff. I mean. You know, when Supergirl died in Crisis on Infinite Earth 7, you know, there's, there's a great cover that's a riff on an X-Men cover when you see, but you see all the heroes. Right. I, I mean, I, I had an emotional reaction to that. And then, of course, Flash dies in the next episode, or issue 8. But I, I, I felt the same way I felt when I was excited about comic books. I mean, I'm still excited about comic books, but the way I was excited about superhero crossovers. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, was, when I was younger and less jaded, and I could get just <laughs> as excited about them. And, and Infinity War was the first movie that actually captured what it felt like to read those giant crossovers. And Definitely. I was I was so emotionally involved in that movie and all it did was it kept hitting these it never missed. Yeah. You know, it kept taking these shots and firing and, and these broad, gigantic, massive Kirby S Thor's the power of a star. I yeah. mean, who would have thought you would have seen something like that ever? Literally, I rewatched the the airport scene from Civil War. Thanks Netflix. I just watched that one section <laughs> last night. I was like, I'm going to just check that out again because it's so so much fun. But all of Infinity War literally has scenes like that. And it, it, I loved having the Marcus and McFeely on because they basically talked about how they broke the story down so that there were all these things that you thought could stop Thanos. Well, if this one doesn't work, then this one will. But what about this? Don't forget about Thor. And then it's like nothing stopping that. What are your thoughts about Amy? I mean, we, we've talked about it forever and we'll keep talking about it forever because <laughs> it's... It, it does. It does feel like reading those crossovers. And and the scene that you picked out there is a, a great example for me of the way that, like, this movie got away with a lot of stuff that shouldn't have worked. Uh, so, for instance, they got me to be moved and emotional about that scene, kind of from Thanos' perspective, mm, even yeah. though I'm 100% of the camp that Gamora is right. That's <laughs> not love. He's a jerk. He's right. a genocidal maniac. Like, But the movie made it fun to watch that play out in terms of, like, it had its cake and ate it, too, in that scene, and it did that throughout the movie. It was a giant movie with little character moments. There was the power of a star, and then Itri the Dwarf getting the perfect, like, it. yes, that's... That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it didn't take away from the power of what was going on. Like, it, it, it did all, the, the impossible just throughout the movie where you're like, how are you doing both of these things? Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, yeah. And so, so that, just to watch that be pulled off, to reward everyone for their investment in these characters, to surprise them, to uh, throw everything into the mix and show it off so well, I, it, I won an achievement. Yeah, it's not tough love, it's evil love. Thanks, Thanos. What are your thoughts, Corey? Yeah, that moment is, is so important. To, and I'm in the other camp where I believe he loved her, but that's amazing I about too. having that conversation. He thinks is, he loves her. I, I it's think enough. he actually I, loved I don't her. Think he's he's love. Love. I, I, love I think it's real, real love. love. I know, it's, so, <laughs> it's, it's his own version of love, which is evil. So that's this amazing thing. <laughs> Five diehard nerds have different opinions on this moment, but what's amazing to me is this is ten years of movie making where this movie pays off ten years uh, 
17, 18 movies. Like, what it does is it learns from each and every movie's success and evolves, and it learns from Netflix's success. It makes a villain that's as good as a 13-hour Netflix kingpin or a 13-hour Netflix, and it combines all the things it learns, and it evolves, and it gives us what we wanted, which is the Empire Strikes Back ending. It gives us this movie for the ages, and it feels like an annual, a movie where if you read every comic slash saw every movie leading up to it, it feels better, but if you just watched it, you can still be awestruck. It's a true annual, and it's the first of its kind, and it may be the only of its kind, and the fact they achieved it after the expectations were like you must be an A plus. It's it's magic. It's well, truly magic. The, the follow up is Avengers four. Whatever. That's the other. And then I'll break like, the other direction. Oh, 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 oh. And then I'll just die all over. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is like that one's even more brutal. I'm like if, stop. No. If I can add one more thing that yeah. uh, in terms of accomplishing the impossible, I have been selling copies of the Infinity Gauntlet to kids what? for two three months straight now. Nice. Wow. Uh, I don't know what world this is. It's amazing. They're all checking it because obviously things are going to go down differently. But if like you know they're all just like so so what happens in this other very <laughs> different but you know in certain ways significantly similar story um, and it's fascinating so that's yeah. so cool good well, job thank that. you my comics yeah the next one is one of the reasons Solo's not making a lot of money it's called Deadpool 2 uh, came out on May 18th they moved up the release date a lot of things happened now a one-two punch like that from Marvel even though this is Fox Deadpool 2 delivered on so many areas for myself I really liked it there's areas that I didn't like in it uh, I still like the first Deadpool 2 better but this film to me is literally like the next step forward for Deadpool as well as X-Forth. I loved Domino in this movie. Mm. I want to see more character development with Cable. I'm looking forward to X-Force, which is supposedly the next it's going to take the place of Deadpool 3 is what we're hearing. Let's start off with you, Koi. Deadpool 2. I mean, this is my boy. Uh, so you've got a movie that expectations couldn't be higher. I wait 11 years for the first one, and then I have to wait two and a half years for the second one. And then what they did was I, the first time I watched it, was like, ugh, and I'm comparing it to the first movie. I watched it a second time and had the exact opposite. I was a kid in the candy store. I was clap happy. I was cheering. I was losing my mind. Because as soon as I accepted it, it was like a comic arc. That arc ended. This is a new arc. This is a new team. It's not a new team. I know it's the same writers. But it goes that way. And this movie is just bigger and bolder and uncut, and it's insane. Like, the movie takes every risk, every chance, still has, like, like the heart of Deadpool is still in Marina Baccarin, and then spoiler alert, I'm sorry, it's made half a billion dollars. This movie makes copycat into death and sells it. Two movies out in theaters right now involve death in different forms. One takes the Red Skull, one takes copycat, and it sells it to mainstream audiences. Two movies have the weirdest Marvel character in existence in them as a plot point, and it works? How did we deserve this? What did we do? Thank you. And then there's dick jokes every five minutes. What? How? Yes! Deadpool. (laughs) Cinema masterpiece. That's right. Meta meets meta. What do you think, Amy? Well, essentially, I I had a really good time at Deadpool. Uh, I I loved Domino. I loved a lot of the characters. I uh, laughed a lot. Uh, It's one of those, like, and this is totally okay. Not every movie is for everybody. Like, I I will go to all of the Deadpool movies, and I will laugh at them, but it's more important to me that they make you happy. (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) Thank you. And that's Deadpool. That's and and so I'm I'm proud of what they've accomplished there. I I have a good time at the movies. Uh, it didn't come together like it didn't surprise me the same way that the first one did. But that's I feel like that's splitting hairs. Like do like it's a good functional superhero movie that makes sense and have great characters in it by the standards we grew up with. That's a miracle in itself. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a it's a lot of fun and it's like there's little things that any any sweaty nerd can nitpick. It's like they did this wrong or whatever, but. I laughed my ass off through the entire film. And in fact, I've said this before, the end credit sequence is 
one of the greatest <laughs> end credit sequences that I've ever seen ever, and in fact is to me almost better than the entire movie itself, <laughs> and better than most other films, entire films. It's That end credit sequence is better than all of Green Lantern <laughs> times infinity. So, Robert, what are your thoughts about well, you know, I, I feel like Amy does. I, I think that I didn't love it as much as the first movie, but I love the fact that you love it. But what I, I, I went, Elizabeth, my girlfriend Elizabeth and I, and her daughter Sophie went and saw it last night mm-hmm. again. And there was a moment in the movie, it's a fairly obvious moment, but we have Josh Brolin, who is playing Cable, who two weeks previously <laughs> played Thanos. Right. And you have Deadpool make a joke to Josh Brolin as Cable about Thanos in a movie. Right. And, and we're living in such a strange, weird, meta, awesome time. I'm always saying on the show, we live in incredible times. That moment... If you don't believe we live in incredible times, that moment to me just, it says it right there. It cements it. And that's after he's made a Goonies joke. That's after he's made, like, that's after he's, like, you've already gotten past the point. It's like a fourth wall, fourth wall break. You're at, like, 16 walls. Right? And so on and so on. Markia, what are your thoughts on Deadpool 2? I still love the first one more, um, but I very much appreciate this one. It's extremely rewatchable. It's one of those movies where it's like, oh, I can take my college friends. I, I could take... I could take my parents, you know. I guess. That's questionable. Guess. Parents, right? maybe. That after dinner conversation would be fun. I'd be like, uh, so uh, we saw Black Panther with you, but what was this? Yeah, what's up with the baby legs? Yeah. What's up with the baby legs? Yeah. It's like, we like the domino character, no. Um, but with this, something that I really enjoyed about it, both times that I watched, uh, well, the... I watched it three times, but for the first two times, was um, the moments in it where it's like, um, as comic book nerds, oh, we should have known better. When we had, when he had, um, was it a Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist, yeah. Zeitgeist. When they had Zeitgeist as part of X-Force, we should have known then. Mm -hmm. Okay, because with him, with like the hostage situation, immediately, boom, 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 everybody dies. So then when the X-Force started dying, I was like, it was like one of those moments of, (gasps) oh, They did the thing, <laughs> and the thing is good. And the cameo I, yeah. in that, like one, of, like one of the best in credit scenes, one of the yeah. best. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the vanisher. Yes, who? I was gonna say I did kind of say that on Heroes that everybody has, but I was guessing <laughs> and I didn't think they were gonna do it, so I was equally just as surprised that they did it. And and they did it really well. Lest yeah. we not forget Matt Damon. Yeah, oh, talking yes. about yeah. talking about toilet Alan, paper. Yeah, so what, so in makeup that I didn't know it was Matt Damon. I had to read about. It. I was like, and, that was Matt him? Damon's credit in the credits is his alias in the talented Mr. Ripley, making his cameo a reference to a movie inside the Deadpool universe, making his reference an Easter egg and fourth wall break. It's too crazy. It's so meta. I yeah. can't stand it. Wasn't how about it, Deadpool? It was like, Alan Tudyk who's playing the other yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, and I Deadpool like fanboying out as. <laughs> As Juggernaut is coming up and saying the exact <laughs> issues, yeah, yeah, that was that was real good. Pretty good, oh. good time so far in the movie world. Let's get yeah. into comic book TV series, the series seasons that have been going on forever. We've got Walking Dead, we've got Fear the Walking Dead. So we have incredible adaptations of a zombie horror comic book. Something <laughs> I never thought in a million. We live in that age of wonder that we always talk a about. A black and white zombie horror A black horror and white comic. zombie. Yeah. Hardcore, yeah. like zombie, very violent, terror-filled zombie comic mm-hmm. book. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. And, you know, I watched, I think, the first five seasons. I loved them. It was like, literally starts to fall off a little bit after that. But look, you got a horror comic book series on every week, and it's a smash hit. Could never have seen that coming in a million years. I was happy and greedy. I was like, just keep going. Keep it going. Other people like it? I felt like I was, like, alone with some nerds in a room. Like, we'll watch it. And then you find out the entire <laughs> world loves it. So they get the Fear of the Walking Dead. 
We've got Gotham, which is literally like Metropolis, but even weirder. It's like all the supervillains hanging out, eating breakfast, talking about, ah, what are we going to do, Jim Gordon? There's no Batman. It's Batman's a little kid. You got Black Lightning, an incredible series, which, once again, you didn't see it coming. I was like, oh, Black Lightning, I know the character from the comic books. What an, what an amazing, amazingly well-written and well-acted series that that's turned out to be. Lucifer, season three. Unfortunately, that got canceled, but there's a, a bunch of people trying to be like, hey, bring back Lucifer. I think Satan is alive and on Earth and living in America. Supergirl, <laughs> season three. CW, hey, say what you will about Supergirl. It's a really fun show. And that's what I like about all the CW shows. There's a little bit of something for everybody in every single one. If you want, need something brooding and dark, you get the Arrow, which is also on its sixth season, incredibly. They're going to be introducing Batwoman, and they're introducing a new Gotham, so we don't know if that's a you know flip over from the old Gotham. Who knows? We'll have to wait till next year. You got The Flash. He's in season four right now. Uh, we don't even have to worry about seeing a Flash movie because every week you get a Flash TV show. <laughs> it feels that way. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season five, they've renewed that. Once again, we got iZombie. It's, it's season four. It's finally rounding out its run, which is an incredible series if you haven't checked out the comic book. Speaking of Krypton, which was the smash hit for me of this year, I expect I was, literally was not expecting anything. I was like, less lower in my feelings about it than Metropolis, which isn't even out yet. I was like, <laughs> I guess I'll watch Krypton. And then I surprisingly loved it. I was like, I, I can't believe how well written it is. And literally a smashing of Dune, Battlestar Galactica, and all of Superman's mythology into some weird, crazy series so check out krypton if you haven't um it's all 10 episodes are now available legion i gotta end it with legion i think one of the most fantastic series on the planet earth right now it's like it's trying things that i've never seen done on television it's playing with narrative it's bending reality it's thought provoking i don't sometimes i don't even understand what i'm watching when i'm watching i was like i know but i've seen all the episodes now what is this episode it literally (laughs) is taking chances with your brain and go for it i say you don't need to be on drugs just enjoy legion i mean it's incredible it's in wrapping up its season two right now got renewed for a third season. Let's talk about comic book series. Let's start off. Koi, what's your favorite one out of this group? Legion. Uh, Legion is a show that makes me feel both really smart and really dumb simultaneously, and I really like that. I feel like I'm like, I'm a smart person. Why am I not grasping? Oh, wait, this is so much smarter than me. Oh, I feel good. I got that. Oh, wait, I'm lost again. And I really enjoy the ride it takes you on because it makes you, it stimulates you intellectually. It's like reading a really dense book, and Mm -hmm. I really like when you read a book, how when you put it down, you're like, I've achieved this. And this show, when it's over, I'm like, I've achieved an hour of something. That's right. And I really like the challenge that represents, because X-Men Legacy 1 through 24, the Legion run, is one of my favorite X-Men comics, Hard Stop. I really love it. They they trust the reader, in this case the audience, to be smart enough to keep up or not, and then still be with it. And the show and the book do an amazing thing where it tests your opinion of the male psyche and of intelligence and psychology in general and throws the mutant curve to that. And that's what X-Men always was. It was was commentary with powers. And Legion is somehow the best X-Men we've gotten and it's on channel that i didn't expect to do that so that's amazing and just a commentary on it all we just listed like 12 shows yeah. and when i was a kid i defended generation x like that was i just <laughs> like, I, I nothing else and i was like I but we got it so yeah. i'm just proud of where we've come there are costumes at the end in the <sighs> trust me what the hell? amy what's up what I do you still think i haven't watched it and i was the biggest general i tracked down the I ash cans for generation I x i was obsessed too. okay um but it looked so bad uh, it's pretty bad it's pretty bad it's really bad. Uh, this so that's a, a fantastic set. Of, like, this is the year that like it, it's it's starting to feel like comic book based television 
feels like comics. There's so much out there. There's the big two. There's indies. There's people yeah. doing different takes on superheroes. Supergirl, Jessica Jones, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie all exist at the same time. Your and beloved Runaways? Yeah! Oh, runaways. runaways! My friend oh, Runaways! Like, yeah! I, uh, it's Punisher, guys. Yes. There's so many series that they're not even on my list. I, I was like, yeah, that's right. Runaway, Punisher. Like, I can't list them all. Jessica Jones, Cubs, too many. Oh, Probably man. in terms yeah. of achievement, Legion is coming in at the top in terms of the, like, mm. I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you're pulling it off. It's like, I, I, I can't tear my eyes away. Um, but, like, I just, just an overall, like, thank you for this overabundance of riches. <laughs> Robert? Well, I think the thing that, that struck me the most was when I was a kid, I begged my father to take me to see Dawn of the Dead. The first Dawn of the Dead, under 17, not admitted. Like, it was X-rated. You couldn't yeah. see it. But my dad took me. And I remember it, it crossed a Rubicon of violence depicted. And I, I, it was, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Never in my wildest dreams would I have ever thought that I would have seen the kind of violence that blew my mind as a 12-year-old kid on a TV show. And I was sitting in a bar for the debut episode of Walking Dead. And the first five minutes... A cop kills a little girl zombie. I'm like, what What world do we live in? A fantastic one. <laughs> that was the answer. We live in a world where now I'm like, you know, the whole Kirkman's comic is all based on Romero's zombie universe that mm-hmm. was started in 68 with Night of the Living Dead, then in 78, 79. shuffling zombies. Dawn of the Dead, 85, Day of the Dead, and then onward and on. I never would have thought anybody would have said, yeah, that's going to go on television. But it is. Yep. And if that can be on television for eight years, yeah. anything can be on television. So we're going into its ninth year. How about you, Markia? Oh, there's so there's so yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the camp of Amy with this one because all of these are so incredibly good. Uh, so I'm going to go with like the social commentary angle of it that I really enjoy. What iZombie um, has to bring to the table. Uh, speaking of which, I absolutely love that they have a zombie called Liv. <laughs> That's just, just okay, right there. That just literally never occurred to me. I read the book, I've watched the show, Her I have not Liv. thought it through. Her name is Liv. Oh my <laughs> god. That that alone. And now they've uh, they've transcended that to where she is basically doing an underground railroad <laughs> for zombies or for the for the sick to come into Seattle to then be cured with zombieism. And then that's doing like a, a food shortages. So you kind of have a refugee thing going with like underground railroad. And I'm just like, oh my God, you're just you're doing all the things. And I'm I'm here for all the things. Keep doing the things. Yeah, it's, know, it's gone way past Z Nation. If you ever saw oh, Z yeah. That was oh, weird, yeah. I Z Nation, well, it it had its own flavor. Yeah. It definitely did. Uh, I enjoyed it, and then it just got really weird and time playy with yes. things. I, and I'm, I'm still on board with, um, oh, what's her, the main character's, uh, I just call her the general in my head, and that is not her name, and that is not her title. Um, she's like the Michonne of that series. Mm. Like she's a uh, okay. Well, in, in any case, <laughs> back back to back to my point with this. Um, but yeah, with Black Lightning, with social commentary, and then um, oh God, yeah. So, The Walking Dead. I didn't, when I watched it, I didn't even realize that that was a comic book. I, I, yeah. had, I had no clue. I, you and a lot of people. started watching it, and then they were like, um, one of my friends, you know, one of my super sweaty friends was like, oh, no, no, no. 
here. <laughs> and, and they then, just gave you issue one. They were like, I, I need it back now because it's worth like 3000 <laughs> very, 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 yeah. very careful. Yeah, if you don't bend it, can yeah. you read it with gloves? But yeah. now it's transcended mediums. I mean, you had, uh, was it Telltale do The Walking Dead? We have mm. season right. one and season two. You know, I've played um, uh, The Hundred Days of Michonne is uh, missing out of the comics. It's like, this This is now. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is amazing. I love it. I'm and Ross from Walking Dead was a red skull, which should be noted. Ross killed it. Uh, like Walking Dead's Ross is the guy that was that that voice, that mannerism, that was all him. Let's talk about the lead actor in Walking Dead was one of the characters in Love Actually that's, that's <laughs> yeah. in love with Kira Knightley, but she would tell Edgy before he gets to marry her instead. And, I mean, there's no wrong choice And he pulls the Bob Dylan at the door. Yeah. And Norman Come Reed on. is like, Norman Reed is finally getting his time to shine. Like, right. That guy should have been Gambit, yeah. I'm saying. Oh, like, he would have made a great list right? list off millions of Norman Reed as un- Reed underappreciated. Unknown, underappreciated, yeah. Boondock Saints, Cigarette yes. Burns. <laughs> I mean, that, that one hor- one-hour horror John Carpenter thing. That was written by Drew McQueen. He wrote it. That's right. Cigarette Burns. Check it out. Masters of Horror, baby. When can we expect the rest of the of 2018 to deliver to us? I mean, what, what do we got coming up? We've got we've we've got more. We're like <laughs> we have more things than what we've already seen for the last half of 2018. We've got The Incredibles in a week. Two, yes. In one week, no, June yes. 8th. The Incredibles 2. Looking We've got that. the yeah. fun version of pre-dusting. It's called Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, I think that's all the things that we wanted to the see. The fun version of yeah. pre-dusting. It's so specific yeah. and accurate. Yeah, we're actually all going to enjoy it. Is that like tailgating a in a football laugh. game? Yeah, <laughs> totally. It happens between one war and the other. We've got Civil War, we've got Infinity War. Fun and pre-dusting. Michael Pena. Yeah. <laughs> then we've got Venom, the Marvel-adjacent film coming out October 5th. All of us have high hopes for this. I, the, after that last trailer, so I was like, sad. I cannot wait to see this this film. I, I have very high expectations. If you didn't see Upgrade this week, see Upgrade. That's an incredible film. I've got to pimp that film. It's a science fiction horror masterpiece. It's an instant classic. If you love The Terminator, you'll love this. Why am I mentioning? Because it feels like in tone, similar to how I see what they're going to do with Venom. So when you see Upgrade, I think you'll see some like, oh, I hope they do Venom this way. It's an incredible film. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, December 14th. Right around Christmas time, we get a cool animated version of Miles Morales as Spider-Man. This trailer, the only thing that we've seen so far, my jaw was just dropped. It hit the floor. It was grazing about for like the next five minutes after I saw this trailer because the animation looks so next level. I mean, just look at that stuff. You're looking at the shot selections. You're looking at everything that they've decided to do with this movie, and it's just all of its next level. I want the story to be just as high as that. I mean, it's like it's got that to be. You know what's next? James Wan's Aquaman. So some of us from Hall H last year got a chance to see about like three minutes of Aquaman footage, and that's all anybody's ever seen. I'm waiting for them to release a trailer so that everyone else can see what we've seen because it looks fun. I mean, people keep using that word swashbuckling. I'd say retire that word. Just <laughs> use a cool, it's like a cool action adventure. I mean, no one's going to be swinging from ropes with, you know, pirate, Arr! swashbuckler, no. I would say this looks like a really cool action adventure underwater. So that's what I would say. It's like, there's a lot of stuff going on and I've got trust in James Wan. He's a very competent, very smart director and he also knows horror. So I want to see elements of scary horror, especially under the Marianas Trench. Let's go. What are we talking about? Marquia, what do these movies excite you? Uh, I'm Aquaman. 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 Sorry. Aquaman. Right? <laughs> uh, I, 
enjoy Jason Momoa a lot. <laughs> and um, I'm really excited for, because even remember way back when, they were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a different tone for Aquaman. And uh, keeping in mind, yeah. this was, I think this was just after Wonder Woman came out. Or maybe it was just, yeah, I think it was just after Woman, Wonder Woman came out. And they were like, oh, we're going to be a little bit more comedic with it. You know, it's going to be more action-filled. And I was like, uh, yeah, I want Indiana Jones under the sea. Mm. That works for me. I like that, too. You Indiana know? Jones under the sea. It's like, that. that's great. And then plus, uh, he, uh, he's very attractive. <laughs> It's, and it's he's bad. he's a he's very very creepy. If you see some of his no, if you see some of his movies on um, Netflix, and I forget the name of it, but it's this his motorcycle movie's great. Oh, I haven't seen that one, but the I've seen the, this one where it's the cannibal one. Yeah. There's this post-apocalyptic I can't cannibal wait to one. See him play the crow he's because oh. oh anyway. Oh let's yeah. go. What do you think, Robert? Aquaman. Well, you know, what's not to love? I, I, I mean, I, I've always loved Aquaman all the way back to the hour-long Super Friends, you know, when he rode the giant seahorse in the opening credits. I lived without that. I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love I love He's the Mego. seahorse. <laughs> what is wrong with that? I love my Mego Aquaman action figure, even though this the sticky A for his belt always came off because you couldn't move it, it would always let go. I hated that. <laughs> I agree with you. That was the first time I tried me. to glue, a, glue a, a logo or a sticker back on a, a figure with a cloth outfit. Never worked. Well, now his new outfit terrifying. looks like it's made of seashells, which makes a little more sense. What do you think, Amy, of, these, of this list? I mean, I can't wait for The Incredibles, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been waiting. Years. I, I know. Over I, a decade. The, the first movie was like, it, it's kind of one of those, like, the first movie's Incredible. Well, that's <laughs> oh. it is though. Like, the, How the, long was it? When did it come out? I think 15, Fifteen years. years ago. Yeah. I think. Wait, what? Right? Fifteen. No. Wow. No. We got right? Old. No. Yeah. Oh my god. Speak for we yourself, grew- sister. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was people who were the age of baby Jack who are now fifteen. Are like what? You know, that's how oh, crazy it is. Right? Oh my god. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes. No. Long. It Kids have are been. driving that weren't. Yeah. Oh god. Yep. So I'm obviously very excited for that. But uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales on screen. Uh, It it was such a like I don't I don't know what they're doing in terms of like what version of the Marvel Universe is this? Does it connect to other things? But those questions are all secondary to the fact that this looks like it's going to be a freaking awesome movie. Uh, It looks beautiful. It I'm really excited to see that character come to life. Uh, I've watched him sort of like from and. People forget this, but like when he showed up on the scene, there's always a wave of haters, uh, and the right. wave of haters uh, just slowly shut up. It was great. <laughs> um, I watched it happen uh, because he was awesome and yeah. has like is a, par- a wonderful part of the the Marvel universe. Assimilated, totally accepted, yeah. as, it, as it should be, coy. I'm really excited for Pixar's Fantastic Four next week. Uh, That's right. And then I'm also I'm a big fan of the fact that ten years ago Iron Man redefined the movies, and Spider-Man has always been a character that redefines comics. I'm really excited for this fall and winter for Spider-Man, like because the video game is going to redefine video games. Like that Marvel I'm game, for the games. Be, like so that's going to change gaming. I'm buying a PS4 for good. that game, and then I hope I like games because then I have to buy more. Uh, and like right. that's going to change like gaming. <laughs> I like games, but this is going to change animated movies. This is the most I've been excited for an animated movie. In a long time. This movie is introducing the world to Miles Morales, a very important character, and is doing it with style and pizzazz. That trailer, when it went uh, Spider-Sense, and it went into the old Steve Ditko uh, colors grade totally. scale, and like the way it's using the frame rate, and it's using a, a, a wide-scope lens in, in animation, a wide-scope animation lens? What? Who knew you could do that? Not we still since Lady the, the Tramp. Like, and the, the guy from Dope is the, the voice of Shema, Samar, Shem, Shemika Moore, is the voice of, of Miles Morales, who's incredible. Uh, it, it's going to have Spider 
Spider-Verse, so we get to branch out and I get to explain to kids what Spider-Verse is. <laughs> Everything about this movie, it's like a, a cut and paste best of, and like it's now that's what I call Spider-Man. So I'm really excited. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm very excited. Like E3 is next week. We get to yeah. test out Again? Spider-Man yes. in the game. It's like, and they're going to announce that Superman game. Spoilers. I'm pretty sure they're going <laughs> to both Spider-Man and Superman are going to have a big presence. And hopefully the Avengers game. Enough for you? Yeah. Hopefully so it's like, which platform are they all on PlayStation Four? <laughs> oh, I have that. Game. Hopefully they'll announce 64. the Avengers games. Uh, Square Enox. Hopefully. But well, we'll see. Hopefully we get to test we'll, all that we'll stuff out. TV, we've got unlimited amounts of series. We already mentioned the 5,000 <laughs> other TV shows that are already on. We also have Cloak and Dagger coming out very soon. The premiere pilot drops, uh, I believe, on June 18th. We've got uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series on uh, Disney XD. We've got Luke Cage Season 2 coming to us June 24th. Pre- Preacher Season 3. We've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be returning for a sixth season. All the CW shows all renewed. Uh, we've got Krypton gets its official second season. Uh, Legion gets its third season. Umbrella Academy is coming to Netflix by the end of this year, <laughs> along with The Boys from Amazon. I guess I have to stop having a life. I don't know how <laughs> I'm going to watch all of this. I mean, literally, I can't watch all the other shows that are already on. I'm like, yeah, I've only seen half of those. I'm selective with the other third, and then oh, I only watch these. Jeez, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to keep up. I'm not. Obviously, I'm not. I'm going to be <laughs> probably. If you watch the show, you know which ones I'm going to watch. Which ones are you going to watch, boy? Uh, I am a big preacher guy. Uh, Joseph Gilgun is, I think, up there. I've said it before. I think he's like Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Uh, Ryan Reynolds dead like that his portrayal of, of Cassidy is, yes. is is so important perfect uh, so that show and then I think that Luke Cage season 2 first season introduced me to so much music I still listen to and love I'm really excited to see them fix that midway for the first season problem yes, I really hope will. their villain runs the gamut and like like you said I watch basically superhero shows and this is us that's all I have time for yeah. there's so much good content yeah. this is us I need it to balance it out there's too much cry. yeah there's too much Amy uh, yeah there, there is too much uh, I am uh, got so excited by the your descriptions there that I totally <laughs> lost track of what I was going to say I was looking forward to. Hi, 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 hi. Uh, I, I am looking forward to Luke Cage. Uh, oh, friggin' Umbrella Academy. Yeah. I cannot wait. I have no idea what to expect from a any television version of Umbrella Academy, uh, but I love that book, and you should love that book, and uh, I think you're going to love the series. And they had the creators, Gabe, uh, Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba, I, I think were like posting from set for Umbrella Academy, and that's just so cool. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, what you didn't mention, the DC Universe streaming channel that has the thing that I can't wait to see the most. You're absolutely right. Which is Titans. You're right. You know what? I wanted to see, I mean, my favorite superhero team. So many things, too many notes. (laughs) We don't help you at all. And by the way, I've got to bring something else up because I saw a trailer for it in front of Deadpool. There is a New Mutants movie coming out that's not the New Mutants but it is the new mutants called the darkest minds. Ooh. Have you seen this? I did see oh, it. Yes. It's a no, total movie about mutants. It, was a You're right. it, was, it is yeah. mutants. 100%. It's I was like, totally. oh, they're just ripping off it the was X-Men. A, it was, I didn't even know it was a thing until it, yeah. I saw the trailer before, like, um, I don't know, some comedy movie that I saw. Yeah, you watch this as right like, now. this is the new mutants. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like the darkest mind. That looked like Tim Burton's mutants. It's so weird. It's like the No, This is literally like the new mutants. What he's talking about is literally like the I'm like, is this, is this, why Fox moved the New Mutants because they had the darkest minds coming out. Don't forget Batman Ninja either. That's right. Like, that's the uh, Batman Ninja movie. I think that's available now. You can rent it right now. It's out on you know all the streaming services. Definitely forgot to mention DC Universe Giant. You got Swamp Thing. You got Doom Patrol. You got the Titans. It's almost <laughs> where, so giant that I can't comprehend it. That's why. Time? Yeah, I uh, forgot that that even exists because it's two bit. Trigon, yeah. dude. Yeah, Trigon. Trigon. From Cloak and, and Cyborg is going to be in uh, like Doom Patrol craziness. And I uh, like that. I like that Robert's sitting over here with a pocket full of receipts. Like, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> 
I can't help it. I can't help it. All right, Marquia, which one are you looking forward to? Uh, yeah, well, um, Luke Cage, most definitely, okay. because uh, my my hope is uh, with that, well, I love with, like, with season one, how it turned Harlem itself. It, it was, like, educational, but then also action-filled. Yeah, and then also, uh, the, if a television show can be sensual, Luke Cage was kind of like that in the in the <laughs> sense that it seduced you into its world mm, kind of sure. a thing. I felt like Luke Cage did that. You want it to you want it to know more and you want it better in that second half so bad. But I think that they're going to really do that with season two. I think they're gonna buckle down on like Mariah. More Alfre Woodard is always a good never thing. Never bad. Never always bad. Always a good thing. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to all of the music, the ones that they've released. KRS-One. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be a good musical soundtrack. In fact, the creator was talking about like how they've acknowledged the problems with the second half of Luke Cage season one and have addressed it in the story. They've addressed something, even addressed like how they've mm-hmm. tried to make it not just like an educational, but like they made Harlem a character and also they made the music a character, but mm-hmm. how it's, it's it just flows so smoothly. So smooth. It's just, it's fantastic. So I'm re- very much looking forward to Luke Cage as well. Um, don't forget, you can subscribe to the show Collider Heroes and listen to this giant size episode right now in your car, which you might be doing right now, so don't get in an accident. So if you are subscribing and driving, be very careful and mindful of all the other people. But if you're not, you might as well get on iTunes. You got Podcast One. Get on this and start listening to us. But you can also see us visually. You don't want to miss out on this beauty. Look at all these beautiful people. Just cut that wild. Look at that. You can't see that if you're in your car, okay? You got to go home and do I know you just listened to it, but now you got to watch it. All right, anyway, let's get into Minor Mutations. Right off the bat, Wonder Woman, 84. That's right. It's been announced. It's, I mean, that's happening. <laughs> they were like, hey, look, here's, here's, you know, Patty Jenkins. Hey, check this out, Jeff Johns. Hey, look at this, oh, WW84. Yeah. I mean, we already knew it was going to take place in the 80s, but this is literally cementing it. I don't even mind if that's the title. I mean, I like WW84. I'm pretty sure they're not going to stick with that. This is my guess. They're just sort of like, hey, here's the website, and we've got all these, you know. What are your thoughts, Marquia? WW84, what do you think of? Uh, I'm, I'm so happy that it's happening. <laughs> I'm so happy that it's happening. Uh, and I'm, uh, at first, I was a little hesitant when they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do Cheetah, and it's going to be uh, uh, Kirsten Wig. Right. Kirsten, Kristen. Kristen. I always do that. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunn's Kristen Wig. I know. Thank you. Uh, Kristen Wig. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess Barbara Minerva. You know, I guess I could, you know, they could be friends. It makes sense. You know, oh, okay. I just wonder about it. And then I thought to myself, what are you wondering about? Patty Jenkins is amazing. She gave you no man's land. Right. Just accept this. Accept this and roll in it and, and you know, make it into a blanket and cuddle with it. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all good for this. If they want to do something like, they're not going to keep that title, but if they want to do that, I'm actually okay with that because... I think that would introduce mainstream audiences to the fact that um, trilogies don't have to be numbered. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have sure. to be Wonder Woman 2, Wonder Woman 3. It could be WW84. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, no, that's the second Wonder Woman. And, it, and be like, yes, it yes, natural, it is. It natural, though, because Wonder Woman was World War One. This is going to be 1984. And hopefully the third one takes place now. And we're, like, kind of moving through time with Wonder Woman. I think it's a super smart. I want to mm-hmm. see them address the Cold War. I want to hear the Flock of Seagulls. Oh. I said this earlier. I want to hear Human <laughs> League. I want to hear, hear all of the 80s. Robert, what do you want to hear? Do you like this well there are two things that i i'm hoping for like i there are two things i i wanted from infinity war and i got them i want a series of character posters done in the style of patrick nagel's artwork mm. patrick nagel did the cover mm-hmm. of oh yeah duran duran's rio yeah. 
And the music, I want a scene where I don't know where it's going to happen, but I want Duran Duran's New Moon on Monday playing as a giant moon comes up while, Warner, uh, while Wonder Woman is doing some kind of a, a battle scene with Cheetah just silhouetted against a giant moon as Duran Duran that's pretty sweaty out of the soundtrack. That's, that's what I want. I can and, see and, that. And I, want I don't know if Jenkins happen. will deliver that, but I like the visual that you gave me. I'm like, I get New Moon on Monday with a fighting yes. a little shadow moon yes. coming up. What do you think, Amy? Uh, does this mean she can go see Ghostbusters in theaters? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yes, it does. Um, I really that want would be awesome. her like to come that. out of a theater and be like, oh. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the gods of picture. your world are strange. Yeah. Uh, Zool? What is this Zool? <laughs> if someone says you're, asks oh, you if you're a god, you say yes. And you'd be like, yes, that's that's uh, a little strange, but sure. Um, I would love okay. to have Wonder Woman like quoting lines from a Ghostbusters movie. Imagine the civilian <laughs> garb she could be wearing. Oh, yeah. The, oh. 80s fashion. Oh, shoulder pads on one Come on. I'm on record as being very greedy. I would have loved a Wonder Woman film for literally every decade of the 20th century, mm. but I understand that that was not realistic. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm all in for for the reasons Marquia said. Like uh, they've got the team behind this that I have every reason to trust. Yes. Uh, and I love Kristen Wiig. Uh, I I like I'm a, a big defender. Like that she she brings surprising heft to the comedy stuff that she does and I, I think she's like like I think we're gonna be happy uh, and I'm so excited for this movie definitely Coy <laughs> I love the title because I picture an annual uh, like X-Men 95 with a totally. little apostrophe in 90. I picture the poster being Wonder Woman 84 and I see and it, it kind of makes it look like World War 84 yeah. which is ah. sort of a you know a probably what she's preventing I mean right. so I picture right. the whole like cover looking like a comic which I love and I also like uh, Kristen Wiig to me it's like Jim Carrey when he does drama there's so much there Robin Williams who does drama Kristen Kristen Wiig's an incredible dramatic actress that doesn't hasn't had the big platform. She's done indie. Right. She hasn't had the big. So I, uh, when I watched her comedians and cars getting coffee, it was right as the announcement was out. So I was watching this. And I was like, she's totally cheetah. I see this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when you combine nostalgia porn, which is the age we're living in, with the superhero age we're living in, you get this, and that's great. And I think that I want Huey Lewis in the news and Kenny Loggins. Uh, I want some some of those bad boys. Something okay. that I do wonder. And, oh, oh, no, no, go ahead. Go oh, John ahead. Yeah, something that I do wonder is like, what kind of Wonder Woman are we getting this time mm. around? I mean. Are we, getting, are we getting like Gail Simone's The Circle type of Wonder Woman where it's like mm-hmm. something that she's in where she's like not going to be able to punch her way out of it. It's going to be like more like subdued down or are we going to are we going to get like Perez? Let's get into some mythology. I think, I think like, they, like they might be taking a, a page out of the Marvel book and like a little bit of everything. Like hey, yeah. like to, to hunt and peck through all these amazing stories. Let's get a great story. So we'll get, we'll get uh, uh, Greg Ruka. Possible. And you know she's going to the mall. If it's in the (laughs) 80s, she's going to be at the mall. I want to see a Belk. I want to see some old stores. I want to see her, like, dealing with society like she did in the first one so well. But she's been here for, like, what? Okay, they have a lot of questions to answer in terms of what she's been doing and who she is now. True. And, Mm -hmm. like, I, I have faith that they're going to do a good job with it, but I'm really curious to see what they're going to lean into, which version of Wonder Woman we're going right. to get. Are we going to hear Van Halen, Robert? Well, what I want to know is, <laughs> what I want to know is, you know, when we last saw Wonder Woman in World War One, and does the, does, does Warner Brothers exist in the Warner Brothers, in, in the, in the Warner Brothers, the DC cinematic universe? Because like at the end of Interview with a Vampire, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt as Louis goes and watches Superman the movie. Right. Oh, because yeah. it's the only way you can see the sun. So the question is, has Superman 3 already come out when Wonder Woman 84 Those films don't exist, debuts? but Ghostbusters should. I think <laughs> so where do you, I think where do you, where's that demarcation? This is a dead point. Like, what what, 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 what Earth are we on? Yeah. <laughs> 14 Titans going Guys, to the movies. Yeah. you know what Earth we're on? We're on the Earth that Jason Momoa's crow has been canceled. That's right, the 15th oh, crow. Oh, yeah. That we're 
not going to see. We've yeah. heard been writing, directing, Bradley Cooper. I mean, the list is endless of how many different stars have lined up to be the crow and then flap away. <laughs> like, I'm not the crow. It's like Jason Momoa is flapping over to be still Aquaman. I mean, the guy did get a chance to play Conan. I would see him, but hey, look, go back to Conan. I mean, it's like, look, it's sad news. I mean, Colin Hardy, him, they've been developing this. It's gone through a couple of different hurdles, and then just straight up both of them are gone and out. My question is, is there ever going to be a Crow movie, or can we just live with the Brandon Lee, Alex Price one? I'm happy with that one. That's the ultimate Crow movie to me. I know they've had, like, 25 other movies and 58 TV shows. I don't care about that. There's only one Crow movie, and that's the original one with Brandon Lee. What are your thoughts about Jason Momoa and the Crow? Completely agree. There's one Crow movie. The first Crow is uh, up there with Blade as one of an unappreciated piece of comic magic that yep. started this wave. The Crow, if you haven't seen it, one of the best soundtracks of all time. The Cure does so much on that. Uh, anyway, Burn. The Crow needs to be left alone, in my opinion. If you were going to have someone Momoa worked, I didn't like any of the other names till Momoa, so yep. Momoa was the first name that excited me, but Obar himself has never been really involved in these movies, and that's The Crow. Like, that man, he actually wrote, I don't know if you guys know this, he wrote a sequel script to the first Crow, and it was kind of like uh, the Tarantino's uh, Kill Bill, in that there was a, a character that basically, at a wedding, uh, it's a mafia wedding, and the shootout happens, and the bride gets killed, and he wrote a script about The Crow coming back as a bride in her wedding gown, and taking out bad guys as a female bride crow and that sounds way more exciting and way more cinematic and epic and different than like anything that's going to rehash Coy, I want to see that crow I don't need to see Bradley Cooper <laughs> with cornrows I don't so I hope they let it mm. die because Brad Brandon leaves the crow Amy uh, I mean, statistically, they'll probably eventually make a crow movie, <laughs> like, but, but like, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Um, and you guys can check this for me. Is the premise of the movie Twenty Seven Dresses that somebody's a bridesmaid a lot and they don't get married? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's so like the Catherine, crow is like that. Catherine Hegel. Yeah. yeah. The crow is like that. Send me your yeah. crow Twenty Seven Dresses mashup posters. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> you know, to me, the crow is is the goth Blade Runner. It's it's sort of this is this beautifully stylized world unto itself with a great soundtrack and I think that when it the movie came out it really touched a certain group of people sure. and and it is sort of in my mind it's sort of sacrosanct it's one of the great I think fantasy films of the '90s and a, a good buddy of mine Dave, David J Scow was actually a writer sure. on the film he wrote the script he was on set the whole time and and I think it, it stands alone and I, I think why does everything have to be remade. Why can't because that that's film... Hollywood. <laughs> I, I understand, but it's it's like make something new. There's a lot of other indie comics that have never been translated to film. Or spend the money Robert, there. The run from it. The remake comes. I, I, I know. I just I, I I love the crow so much, and it holds up so well because of its stylization. And I mean everything from the music to the yeah. use of miniatures to Alex Alex Proyas's, he directed the film. It's so good. And it holds yeah. up, and the villains are bad. And, you know, the, William Makepeace Thackeray is, is quoted by Eric Draven when he says that uh, God is the name of mother on the lips and hearts of all children. Uh, That's one of the great a, lines of all yeah. time. It can't rain all the time. It can't rain all the time. It's so powerful throughout the movie. If you haven't Ernie seen Hudson. The Crow, you guys should be seeing The Crow after you've watched the 250th anniversary <laughs> episode of Heroes. Marquia, what are your thoughts about that? Um, yeah, I, I don't have a deep abiding love as uh, the rest of y'all do for <laughs> For it. Sorry, I, I don't. Get the fighting Brooke is going to fight Rook me after angry. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do appreciate what it, for me, it was like a, a perfect storm of elements to, to it 
it was its own niche and it served that niche well. You know, um, I, I don't really see any reason to, to remake it again, especially because it is so dear in the hearts of people. I mean, it's just like one of the things like you're you're not going to remake Blade. But if they do don't a good job, Blade. if they do, this is how remakes go. If they, 10, 15 years down the line, somebody's, oh, I don't want to see a remake. Then if it's a really good movie... It gets new viewers, and all the old viewers are like, oh, I like that movie. It's sometimes it's a, the thing where it's so far away, like mm-hmm. 20, 25 years afterwards, John Carpenter did a new thing, and no one, re- people don't even remember the original. I remember it as a little kid watching it. it was, oh, that guy with the vegetables screaming with electricity. It's like, uh-huh. it's a totally different movie. If they went a different route, perhaps, be, people would be more excited. Well, Quicksilver's coming back. Evan Peters says he's much more of a superhero in the new Dark Phoenix film. I don't know if it's called X-Men Dark Phoenix. They just changed it to Dark Phoenix. Who knows? We don't know really what's going on. We talked about some of the spoilers from the screenings that happened last week. But we do know that Evan Peters is taking on a larger role as Quicksilver. He's got another one of these kind of magic moments in the Dark Phoenix film. Of course, everyone would want one. If we saw Dark Phoenix and we didn't have a Quicksilver moment, I'd be like, yo, what's up? What what happened to... What, where's my third Quicksilver moment? Marquia, what do you think about Quicksilver? Uh, yeah, I, I like that he's saying that he's going to be more of a hero because I, I thought with like a Dark Phoenix, because he's also said that it's a, a darker film like overall that there is just some comedic elements to it but mainly you know dark and grit and everything and and when i heard that i was just like oh i don't know yes but also i hope they do it right Mm. but then when i heard that i pictured my quicksilver moment as him like killing people because it's like that's (laughs) the that's the first place that i went to with it and then with him saying like oh no no i'm more of a hero i'm like a hero in your own head because I, I'm serious like that Quicksilver moment I think it's going to be him taking out a couple of people because of circumstances wow you flipped it I was or like at least he's going to save like an entire village you know like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Robert look I, I loved Evan Peters' Quicksilver I've, I've loved his I loved his introduction I you know I loved him in Days of Future Past I really liked him in Apocalypse as well because I like that movie more than most people do but uh, yeah why wouldn't you why wouldn't like the thing is I don't know what they're going to do I mean they used some really interesting high speed photography I, those, sure. those those moments are not easy no. to to obtain no. so they've got to come up with something that's show stopping I'm hoping it'll be in space I do too I Amy what do you nice. think space I don't know if we're getting space uh, I, I hope so uh but I was curious whether his things, uh, where his sort of more of a superhero referred to like the the content of what he's doing, like his attitude towards it, or whether it's meant to say like he's going to be more sort of mixing it up in fights and the way people think of like, oh, you should be punching guys, like just with sort of the power of super speed. You you do get logic problems with Quicksilver traditionally in every medium where it's sort of like, well, why doesn't he just take care of everything all the time? And to a certain extent, you just have to deal with that. Like it's the uh, part of the medium. Like you can't solve every problem. They should just be like. For 23 hours, he just has to eat nonstop, and then he has one hour. He's, he's hour man now. Yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be but, awesome if there was like a moment like in, um, um, oh god, uh, Justice League. Sorry, I keep on. No, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it helps me remember, uh, like in Justice League when um, the Flash was coming for a Superman, and then it was just like, "What are you doing?" So I'd kind of like that with, uh, you know, Dark Phoenix, and it's like, "Here comes Quicksilver." Uh-uh-uh. Oh. Right, if Phoenix right. can track him, yeah. Be like, that'd be, be cool. a little too copycatish from Justice League. I'd be pissed. I know, but I would, like, I would like it. Uh, I think that we come to expect it now uh, with this trilogy. Like, it's kind of like the bar is like, well, where's Evan Peters? So with the the, the camera trickery they did in the first 
first movie, they had to up their game to he had almost a full 30 day shoot. He had like an indie film shoot on just his scene in the second movie. Hmm. The budget and the time of shooting, it took like five weeks, I think, if I remember correctly, to film his apocalypse scene. Really? How do you, that's an indie film. Yeah. How do you top that for yeah. this movie? So I know they're going to space. I know the Shi'ar, like, the Phoenix stuff is very space based. It would make sense that he does something in space. But I think that you have to find a way to make it. Maybe he's in a suit. Maybe that's a superhero element. Like, how do you make it something where it ups the ball? He's in outer space like, running and running through different spaceships. Like, okay. <laughs> getting air. Yeah. Oh. Getting air. The real question is what piece of music are they going to use? That is Because you had time in oh, yeah. a bottle, yes. right? which was perfect. Then you had the Eurythmics. It was what? Right. Sweet Dreams. Yep. Right? Mm. Now, this is set in the 90s. Right. So, is it going to be some Soundgarden Black Hole Sun? Oh. oh. I would like that. It'll never happen. I know what it is in Unero, Nirvana. Anybody else? I, Nirvana would have been my guess. Oh, okay. shit, yeah. Fox. Yeah, Nirvana's a pretty good one, too. I'm still sticking with Soundgarden. Russo Brothers, they killed everybody. <laughs> Half the universe got dusted. They've also revealed the people that we didn't see get dusted. Betty Ross, Lady Sif, along with the Falcon, Spider-Man, Star-Lord, Black Panther, dead and dusted. That's what they're saying. Um, which one of these characters, outside of the ones that you think you probably know are going to be coming back, who do you want to see come back? Coy. Lady Sif. Definitely. Lady Sif Lady was Sif. Wonder Woman before we got Wonder Woman. Before we saw what Patty Jenkins did, I was like, well, hey, we got Wonder Woman. Because <laughs> Lady Sif was incredible. Every time she showed up on screen, I was like, look what they can do. She got shortchanged. Give she was us in that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What do you more. think? Yeah. I, I, Lady Sif. I, 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 was, I was so, like, I had my heart set on the idea that whatever remaining Asgardians were out there were being shepherded by right. Lady Sif somewhere because I, like... You know, stop revolving during the interesting side <laughs> female characters. Like, right. just let them be in the movies. Uh, but uh, so, so that's that's got that got my heart a little bit. Well, how about you, Robert? Well, can they have Jennifer Conley reconstitute Ooh. instead of Natalie Portman? You know, something no, like that. No, they say she's dead. Tyler, she's done. Wait, she's going to come back. Liv oh, Tyler? Ross. Dead. Betty Ross. Well, Liv right. Tyler. I, yes, uh, that's yeah. what I meant to say. Okay. But I'd like to see Jennifer Conley come back too. She's the voice of Spider-Man suit, so she's already right. taken. Oh, well. Uh, surprisingly <laughs> enough, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on the Betty Ross train with this yeah. one. Because um, I kind of, like, because this whole thing, like, was separating, Bruce was separating himself from her because he couldn't control the Hulk. He didn't know what was going to happen. And now he definitely can control the Hulk. In fact, the Hulk doesn't even want to come out to play. <laughs> so right. why not have Betty come back on the scene? And then you have that Betty-Bruce-Natasha thing going, hey, what's going on here? And, and then he just kills Hulk. Betty Ross. We're like, what? World War Hulk. I will burn the theater down. It's fine. All right, so we've got behind the scenes pictures of Jigsaw from Punisher Season 3. So we've got a few revealing moments here. We all kind of thought, well, when you saw Punisher, if you haven't seen Season 1, watch it, and you're like, hey, it's the origin of Jigsaw. Wonder if he's going to come back. Yes, he is. <laughs> They're not just setting up and be like, we don't know what happened. Here's Season 2 of the... Well, yeah, Jigsaw. What do you think, Coy? Uh, he's not quite ugly enough for me. That's, I know, that's, right? Ben Barnes is almost too handsome, but yeah. if you yeah. scars, I'm like, okay. Right. Um, <laughs> so, like, ben Barnes is still super handsome, so, like, Jigsaw, to me, uh, is an earned, like, you know, disproportionate... Not jigsaw in enough. Not jigsaw no, enough. not enough. How about you? Uh, same, but I'm excited to watch it all play out. Yeah. Robert, mm-hmm. I, think, I think the Punisher might make Jigsaw uglier. Oh, in the course of the oh, show. Oh, I think that's going to be part of the plot progression. I would love to see that head in acid. What do you oh think, Oh, my Mark? God, yeah. yeah, the head in acid. Uh, yeah, more Ben Barnes, all about it. Love is Billy Russo. Um, but, yes, he, he needs to be way more He should look like Toby Hooper's Leatherface. Like, oh, he yikes. should look, you know what I mean? Like, he should be barely a man. Right, well, yeah, then but... he's wearing someone else's skin. So but that could happen, mm-hmm. we don't know. It mm-hmm. seems Fox Disney merger is causing significant delays for the new Warriors 
getting a they're landing somewhere. They they've got a pilot. It's done. Everyone loves it. They want to place it somewhere. They're ready to make the series, but they can't really do that. Along with some of the other series, like The Gifted, they're having issues now. They did renew Legion for season three, so that's not obviously. They're like, well, no, that one gets a season. This one, we don't know what's happening. It was going to be on Freeform. What are your thoughts, Marquia? Where do you see the new Warriors landing? Well, I thought Freeform would have been a really nice fit with it, but I guess because uh, maybe Cloak and Dagger, they have that now, and it's got such yeah. a particular tone to it that maybe New Warriors just doesn't fit with what they want to be like their Marvel image. Right. So, I mean, outside of that, I don't I don't know where they can place it because it doesn't feel like something that could be on Netflix, and I don't think they're going to give it to Netflix. So um, Disney might just be holding on to it into their streaming service. What do you think, happens. Robert? Well, I think, you know, Legion has less episodes than these other series right. do, so they don't have to make that kind of a commitment. And I'm sure Legion, because of the way it's shot, the way it looks, there's a much more of a theatricality to it. They don't have to go out on location all the time, sure. or they don't have to there's a lot there's a lot of production issues that make it I think a more desirable show to have but yeah they don't know what they're they don't know what they're doing and now with this Comcast getting into the mix and maybe also trying to buy Fox they really everything is sort of in flux so the less things they they don't have to commit to the better off I think Amy they are. Squirrel Girl where do you want to see her Anywhere, just let me see the show. I, I did. I did like the the, the Twitter suggestion uh, last week that was like, "Hey, ABC got a hole in your schedule." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, they might be showing uh, New Warriors at uh, San Diego Comic Con. What do you think, Coy? I think that we, as an audience, don't have loyalty to networks anymore, for better or worse. We call cut the cord wherever it lands. People will watch it. It right. just deserves to exist. Let us have it. I agree. Now you know what the cord got cut on Silver and Black. They just literally took it off the schedule, um, so it got removed completely. Is that good news or bad news for Marvel adjacent, Coy? Ruth E. Carter was attached as the frickin' costume designer, which means it had a good enough script for her, which means it was a good enough script for me. They, they said Chameleon. They said maybe Craven. They said all these classic rogues. Spider-Man next to Batman has the best rogues in comics. I wanted to see them. This was going to give me that. I want it back. But if, like, you read from what the director said, she said, look, the script wasn't ready. I would have mm-hmm. shot it, but I don't want to be in that situation where you're, like, shooting as you're rewriting, which oh, yeah, is yeah. what's happened. But we've seen want- successful rewriting the scripts like Iron Man and Iron Man 2 were both done in that really you know stressful environment Iron Man 1 worked Iron Man 2 didn't work as well so you could say and there's a ton of movies that just simply did not work under the, those kind of stressful conditions so she said look I'm going to go do another movie and I'll come back to this one there's no rush why rush and make a bad film what do you think Amy if that is what ends up happening, I'm cool with it. I'm team wait till it's ready. But I want to see her do this movie. If we're doing this bizarre Spider-Man without Spider-Man universe, the least you can do is give me Silver and Black by Gina Prince-Bythewood. Right on. Uh-huh. Robert? I think it's going to really be dependent on what happens with Venom. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if Venom is a huge hit and, and blows people away, they've, they've got this project. They now have some extra time to refine it. And they'll see. But also... It, they have to deal with what Marvel wants to do with Spider-Man, what they're doing with their Spider-Verse, because every time they add more Spider-Man rogues to a movie that doesn't have Spider-Man it's, it, it's himself, they're sort of digging themselves into this weird hole. Definitely. Felicia Hardy should be involved with Peter Parker in some way. What do you think, Marquia? Uh, I'm going to trust uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood on this one. I mean, um, uh, she she has a track record where if this wasn't right and it was, or it was too much for the schedule or anything, then this was the right move to do. Yeah. And I totally trust that this is something that can be revisited. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, if she says no, I'm cool. Yeah, take it off the schedule, yeah. get it right, then shoot it. You know what's not on the schedule yet? The Batman. We keep hearing about it. Now we're hearing the Penguin is the main villain. 
Uh, you know, Josh Gad has been like hinting he, rah, 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 he's going to be playing the Penguin. I don't know if he's going to be rah, Burgess or Meredith. Probably not. That's it's <laughs> really not off the radar anymore. It's gone. Um, what do you think, Coy? Penguin, Batman, or Birds of Prey? Uh, I love that we haven't had this villain in a while. I think that Tim Burton took a lot of liberties with it. I'd love to see the comics Penguin in a movie, and I think that he's a good uh, mafia-type villain. So I want a detective Batman. I really want a smart Batman, and this villain yields a smart Batman from just canon. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I want to see yeah. the Riddler, and if uh, if they have to have another villain, it could be the Penguin, or unless they make the Penguin a real mob boss and get him, you know, mm-hmm. get the cartoony version gone. What do you think? Uh, the, the cartoony version may go, but if it ends up being Josh Gad, you know, we will get the best bloopers. We will get the best <laughs> behind-the-scenes videos. Uh, the, the entertainment he will provide us on the side is going to be worth the price of admission. But I think he works as a villain for either a Detective E. Batman or Birds of Prey. I'm excited to see what happens. How about you, Robert? It really, you know, the, the news of the Penguin, it's a tonal issue with me. I think we all want to see a serious, less Batman and Robin, less... I mean, I loved Batman Returns. I loved Batman Returns. And I thought Danny DeVito's crazy, weird Tim Burton horror character Penguin worked it's fantastic. For, it's new. for that yeah. movie. For sure. Yeah. But if you had a Vito Corleone-esque penguin, yep. you know, the leader of the five families in New York, and somebody who was who was terrifying in his Machiavellian, like Dr. Mabusa from the old silent, the Fritz Lang, Fritz sure. Lang silent films, if you had somebody that was that Machiavellian and that scary, somebody who's one step ahead of Batman, yeah. then... Then I you agree. could really have redefine something. the penguin yeah. and make him a real a real badass, someone to be scared of. Well, yeah. he's yeah. like one no, of the breakouts from Gotham, right? Is that people really dug that interpretation? Mm-hmm. So there's something to build on there. Yep. Yeah, no, exactly. That's that was the, <laughs> no, perfect. Uh, exactly what Amy just said with uh, Gotham, and uh, um, yeah, I, I want that kind of Oswald uh, cobble plot. Definitely. Well, hopefully we see that, and hopefully we find out more about the Batman sooner than later. You know what we found out about? Rob Liefeld actually is making that pouch. The pouch is happening. I know it sounds crazy, uh, but I'm very happy, and I'll be buying Bloodstrike number 23, which I would have never bought in a billion thousand years. But for some reason, Liefeld, thanks for forcing me to buy Blood Strike number 23. Whenever that comes out, it's going to be on the pull list. People are like, what have you lost your goddamn mind? <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to rip too hard on Blood Strike. But look, it's like it's not on the radar, literally, for me at all. And now it is, thanks to this insanely stupid but lovable, bizarre, weird character called The Pouch. Quick thoughts, Pouch. What do you think? Blood Strike 22 to 23 is going to be a hell of a disparity because a lot of us are buying 23. Yeah. I, I haven't had Blood Strike on my list in a long time, and I'm really excited <laughs> for how meta that is. And, and Rob, Rob Liefeld owning that ness of himself is yes. beautiful thing. Pouches. What do you think, Amy? I mean, the character of the Pouches is an adorable self-joke. That's that's. I, it's a great mode to be in. I don't know if I will be reading Blood Strike. Tell me if it's great. Okay, well, Robert? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, uh, it, 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 I think the Pouch is a one-panel joke. I don't know if it's goes any further. It's a very that. deep story. I know all about. No, I don't. Think. Marquia, what do you <laughs> the masses have spoken. The pouch lives to kill again. <laughs> well, yeah. well, look, I think you're absolutely right. There will be a, uh, a very like higher level, you know, readership. You know, will the pouch be in number twenty four? Depends on how many sell. Hey, I wanted to mention. I, some of my art from the show that I directed several years back called Metalocalypse is now up in the Hollywood, not Hollywood, Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So you can check it out. It's a show, Metalocalypse. I designed the characters, Death Clock, and then directed uh, almost a, a ton of all the shows for seasons one through four. A lot of work. Eight years of my life went into it. So I'm very uh, proud to see my art alongside all these other cartoons. So I just want to let you know if you're in the Cleveland area, Go to the Hollywood Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and check out all the artwork. It's called Stay Tuned. Um, it's a rock, rock on TV. So it's all about music 
it, that's been on television, how it's influenced people. So, John, um, that's so cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Rock and roll. So awesome. And the entire fame, city dude. of Cleveland is about to be very sad, so they can all go see your display. Oh. Oh. Is this about basketball? <laughs> I was like, wait, is this a, a sports thing? So it's a sports thing. Okay, I know, I'm right. sorry. I make a sports joke. <laughs> right. See, I don't even, because I don't follow sports, I didn't fucking yeah, get the joke. I was like, what's happening? I was like, is there a natural disaster coming from Cleveland? I don't want to see any natural disasters. Whenever I make a sports joke, it's just a lie anyway. All right, well, I don't. Double that lie. Go to the Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and check out all the artwork there. It's a great show, not just because my art's in there. Check out the comic book pull list. Here's Woo! some comic books you need to get this week, starting off with Doctor Strange number one. That's right. There's a lot of number ones on this list because, uh, you know, I know me and Amy have these issues about this, you know. Number but one obviously it works because look at our list. Yeah, Mark Wade, <laughs> Jesus Size, Doctor Strange number one. We've got Deadpool number one. Scotty Young, that's right, F Fairyland, if you haven't been checking that out. He's writing it. Nick Klein is, uh, is drawing it. Man. Man of Steel 2, if you didn't check out last week's Man of Steel, now you can check out Brian Michael Bendis' return, or not even return, but his new stuff on DC, but it's a return to the Man of Steel, a new story for, for Superman. I love the first issue. Can't wait to read this one. Number two is The Immortal Hulk. Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. Why is it on the list? Because it's a horror take on the Hulk, and I think that's fantastic. It's about time. They did it a little bit about ten years ago. They did a little more of a scarier Hulk, a more freakish Hulk, and I love those. And number one on the list, of course, Scott Snyder and Jim Chung's Justice League. Now, Jim Chung's been killing it with Marvel 2-in-1. I love his artwork. Yeah. They, they scooped him up quickly. He was like, look, we're de- no, we're getting you. We're taking uh-huh. you away from Marvel. Mm, here's Justice League. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, mm, I can't stop eating deliciousness. Come on. Snyder on it. You know, you know, that's why it's number one. What do you think of the list? Let's start with you, Marquia. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Justice League number one. I want to um, dive back into, like, Martian Manhunter and uh, everything like that. And uh, <laughs> just, okay, just from John's description alone, I'm all about uh, Snyder and Chung now. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm, I, need, I need to have my chocolate, eat my chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, I'm curious about the, the thing between, is it that you are not on board with um, things being labeled back we, number one? We get irritated about renumbering to number one constantly right. because mm-hmm. it can get exhausting sort of in terms of overall when you're like, no, the, the Ms. Marvel run that went for the first 16, 18 issues and not the one right after that that continues on right. with the exact and same thing. And then they go back. Which Iron Man should I read? read? Okay. And it means I if, you, it if you skip, like, ish, there is no issue 900 because you just felt like it being 54 that, you know, like it, there's, mm-hmm. but the, it's, it's an argument no one can win because I get it. You kind of, it, you absolutely need jumping on points. So yeah. I'm, we're at war with ourselves over it. Wait. That's, that's one of the things is like, um, with uh, Black Panther, obviously, like they just did Fresh Start and there's number one and yeah. even had somebody like uh, tweeting me like, oh, I'm so glad this is number one because I feel like it's more accessible to me yeah. and this is the first comic that I've read in a really long and time. And three like, in this row. I mean, you got Doctor Strange, Deadpool, and the Hulk. It's like yeah. any one of those people are like, ah, I might as well check this out. Cool. Alex Ross did an incredible cover. So they're yeah. really pulling out all the stops. And look, DC is doing the same thing. It, we got number ones, number twos. They're doing like Justice League number one, Man of Steel number two. Dead, like, all of them are ones and twos. And I picked it. It was like, well, these are the ones that there's a billion comics that come out every week. It's not like I'm just specifically nailing these number ones, but they all rose to the top when yeah. I did my list. What are your thoughts? Who else hasn't chimed in? Well, you know, Justice League, I, I like the way that Matt Wagner used to do Grendel. Yes. And he would do these Grendel, it'd be like Grendel or Grendel Warchild, and there'd be like six issues. Right. So why can't they do comics 
like that. Well, they kind and of I are mean, doing they, it, but they're just like they're just renumbering and doing. They do six issue runs with the writer and artist, and then they change out the artist. Right. So, that, but I think one of the great things about comics is the legacy. I know we've had this argument over and over and over yeah. again, ad infinitum to the end of time. <laughs> but there's something to be said for going back and having you know gone through my comic books recently, just looking at all of these. Like, oh my, I have a. 300 issue Daredevil run. You mean like episode 250 of Giant Size <laughs> Collider Heroes, Robert? That's exactly right. Issue 800 of Spider Man, issue important. 600 of, uh, of Iron Man, yeah. issue 1000 of Action Comics. I agree 100%. I'm, I, but I also, I'm, I'm I understand. Some, I was trying to tell someone how to read the Jason Aaron Thor. They were asking mm-hmm. about the order of trades, and when I looked at the order of trades I was recommending, it goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3. That's the Jason Aaron trade paperback order for Thor. Yeah. And it's like, but each of those times that they restarted, it was a great opportunity for people to jump in. I don't have the answers. Um, but I will say, as Jim Chung goes, so goes my nation. I'm so excited for Justice League. <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's what I mean. That's cannot what I was like, wait. Yeah. He's, uh, he's so, yeah, sold me a Marvel 2-in-1, and like, if you follow his Instagram, he's always posting uh, like drawings. I drew this. I was like, can't wait to see Justice League. My Young Avengers. Think, Two things. One, numbering system. You have a volume. You have a number. You keep the old number in the volume. You keep the new number one. They've tried doing both numbers, and it confuses people. Uh, Spider-Man 800 and then new Spider-Man number one, you just have a parenthetical. You have have one and then 802. DC tried that with Adventure Comics. They had had three different numbers at one point because they were trying to follow the crossovers. We're never going to settle this on this show. We're going to have to, like, we're going to speed. We're speed rounding through these Twitter questions. I want to get through it. We've gone over, we're doing an extra fat, (laughs) special giant size episode for you guys. Hope you've tuned in to listen to this. If you're like, hey, normally it ends at an hour and I'm driving and I'm parking. Too late. Sorry you're on the podcast. You didn't know it was like an hour and a 25 minute special, but you could watch the rest of it. Rope is freaking out. He's like, shut up, snap. But here we go. I got to do a couple of plugs. Number one, Wizard World this weekend, Columbus, Ohio. I'm going to be there. They asked me just last week. They're like, can you make an emergency guest appearance? I'm like, yes, please. So if you use schnep 20, you'll get 20% off getting the tickets. That's something they set up. Maybe it's not even going to happen. I have no idea because it's all so last minute. But if you live in Columbus, Ohio or near Columbus, Ohio, you want to say hi to me, I'm going to be sitting at some booth. I don't know where I'll be. I might be outside, like, shaking. Is it still cold there? I have no idea. Ohio, I'm coming at you, son. And then hopefully myself and the entire Collider Heroes team will be at the amazing Comic-Con in Las Vegas on June 25th and 27th. That's right. So this weekend, June 8th and 10th, Columbus, Ohio, all you sweaties who live there, come and say hi to me at the Wizard World Con. And then on June 25th and 27th, hopefully we get all of these people to come out. I don't know what day the Collider Heroes panel is going to be, but Collider's going to have a big presence there. So we're doing a Collider Heroes panel. We're doing a movie talk panel. We're going to have our own booth there. It's going to get sweaty in Vegas, baby. You could gamble with me, come with me and play the craps, play roulette. We're going to party every night, or maybe one, once. I don't know yeah. how that's going to happen. Just once. One time. I guarantee you we're doing meet and greets. We're doing meet and greets after every single panel back at our booth. So if you want to hang out with us, I'm trying to get all these guys and gals to come out. to Even for one day, we're going to, we're going to have a Collider Heroes hangout in Vegas. We're all going to win big money or lose lots of money. I don't know. I can't guarantee anything other than we'll be there. So I want to say that you guys, the first time I just threw it on Las Vegas Comic Con. What's happening, babies? Are we going? Let's get a big bus. Vegas, baby. Vegas. A bus with us would be insane. Let's do a bus. We're going to trades at each other. Yeah. We're going to all have story time. We're going to get back on the bus like with a lot of comics. What have I done? Yeah. Literally. We're throwing down like comic books as money. Like, give me, you know, like this is worth 
worth three hundred dollars. Trust me. Give me some coins. Yeah. yeah. You're like death of Superman. It's worth a thousand dollars. Trust me. I know, right? We're betting with like screener PDFs that haven't come out yet. I certainly hope that's the case. So get, get your tickets. I think you can get both of those online. Like I said, amazing com- It's amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Hey, do we have that graphic, Cody? Just throw that graphic up. Because we had it at the very beginning. There it is. Check out that tasty graphic. Las Vegas. Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. That's where we're all going to go. I guarantee you I will lose at least $100 if you're (laughs) hanging out. And then I'll win 1000 baby. Let's go and gamble. Look at that dinosaur. Come on. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Triceratops are great. Yeah. I don't know why the Triceratops is there. (laughs) I guess that's their logo. Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. The Triceratops. Dude, it's a Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom tie-in. You're right. Come on. Orange. There's an orange Slurpee involved. That's why it's orange. I have no idea. Let's get into Twitter questions. Come on. OC Steve asks, do you think Kirkman's Invincible would work as an anime versus a live-action film? It could be like One Punch Man meets My Hero Academy. I want to see Invincible as a live-action film. I want to see it as a series. I want to see it... I mean, look, if it was a live-action television series, golden. Because the plot line... I haven't even read all of the volumes. I, I think I read the first, like, 12 issues. Mm. I wouldn't, wherever, wherever, whenever it gets to... Without spoilers, whenever it gets to the reveal of the dad-type thing, if anybody's read it, um, that was like... I was like, oh, my God! And then it gets weirder and more cosmic and big. It's a, a lot of fun. And Kirkman was able to, like, kind of exercise a lot of his superhero demons, just like he was able to exercise demons in Walking Dead. He was like, mm, now superheroes. You know, it's like, literally gets to have fun with Superman, Miracle Man, Shazam. All of the sh- super stuff is in the Invincible series. I want to. I kind of want to see that because animation, in my mind, I kind of, comic books come to life in my mind, so I feel like I've already kind of seen it animated in a certain way. I want to see a different version of it. What do you think, Marquia? Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you talked first because um, I was going to say that big spoiler I realize now, right. um, so I'm not going to. It's very general. Um, I, I kind of want it to I want it to be an anime, and I want it to come out on Netflix uh, for purely selfish reasons. I want to binge it. Yep. Um, and then also, I would kind of want it to have like an Attack on Titan mm. uh, type mm. of a flavor with sure. it, where it's just like, let's go there with that visceralness, yes. and then you can also have, you know, the, the vulnerability that you have with with uh, Invincible. So, yeah, anime, Netflix, um, I, coming out 2019. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that because yeah. it, it would be a wildly expensive show to do in live action oh, yeah, to would. do properly, and I and I think that anime. Look, I think after this Spider-Man movie hits, this animated Spider-Man film, mm. we're going to see, especially if it's a box office hit, mm-hmm. we're going to see a reconceptualization of what people think animation can be um, because everyone thinks it's it's pixar or disney and i mean this this spider-man movie it looks to me like they animated light the way they animated light in akira mm. 30 years ago which which is what brought me to anime the way that light i mean i can't wait to see this film and i i, I think once that happens and it's successful then everyone's like oh the door will open animation doesn't have to be this way or that way Yes. Amy? Uh, my first impulse was, um, oh, I'd love to see this live action. I want to see it done at a huge budget. But y'all are kind of winning me over, especially given the fact that uh, there's like 25 issues of Invincible. Sure. And it's probably a lot easier to keep a voice cast together and doing that for like a full long run. Yeah, like right. if we could get like a real, like the whole, we probably have a better shot at getting that in animation, even though animation is also terribly expensive, uh, than we do on a, like they, they have to truncate it to a certain extent for a live action. 
live-action show, partly because people will grow up and they'll move on and all this right. stuff. Right. Well, I, I see that. I, mean, I can't remember what issue it ended with, 146. Or is it, it, it made quite a long run. What are your thoughts, Corey? I, I'm still a live-action guy only because I see it on, like, Showtime. I think with American Gods and Black Sails, they spend a lot of money. Uh, Black Sails was incredibly expensive, yep. and it found its world on DVD, finally. But, like, the if you have a, an audience that's willing to invest, then the shows will invest. And I think this is a, a property that I only read the beginning of, and I would love to have an excuse to go back. Yep. And I feel like with live action that brings in a broader audience that would be like, oh, I'll now read Invincible. So for me, the goal of shits, it's so selfish. For me, the goal of movies and TV is always get people to read comics. At the end of the day, whenever there's a movie or TV <laughs> show, I'm always like, go back. So right. I think live action will bring more people to comics, and I just want comic stores to Koi, stay that's open. not selfish. That's just smart. So <laughs> let's just set the record straight here. That's a, we're, preaching to, we're preaching to the choir partly. Yeah the people who are listening and watching, but some people who watch our show have never read a comic, so I constantly get twi- tweet- tweets like, hey, I haven't read a comic, and you turned me onto this, and now I can't stop reading it. We That's love right. those tweets. Please the first thank one you. isn't <laughs> free. The first one yeah. isn't free, but then you have to keep reading. It's kinda, <laughs> it is kind of like, a, and it's also a lot more pleasing than any kind of drugs you could take. Comics keep giving. They're just the, the mm. constant gift. So, Marcus Van Wy asks, do you think we'll find out the title for Avengers 4 at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp? You know what? I mean, at this point, I'm cool with just calling it Avengers 4. We're, like, at the countdown phase now. We're like, well, there's only 10 months left. It's literally coming out May 4th. I don't even want to see a trailer for it. That's how yeah. like, I'm like, there's so many other things to watch. We just went through, like, 5,000 hours of stuff you need to watch. You could literally watch the people. Like, I just put me in a coma until Avengers 4 comes out. Just watch all this stuff that we talked about during this hour and 15 minutes. You'd be like, oh, man, Avengers 4 is already out. It's just going to come at you just like Solo. What? It's out? I didn't even, like, I didn't even, but you're going to be hyped for it. What do you think, Coy? I think the idea of minimal trailers, I think the idea of minimal press, the idea of it's the second part to a movie that's about to make $2 billion. You don't need to tell us anything. We're there. Don't tell me another. I don't want to see a frame. I want to walk in naked. How about you, Amy? Don't walk in naked. I mean, not that's physically, illegal. mentally naked. Yeah, Unknown. Just, just for the record. But, I mean, so that we have the socks. Just wearing the, fa- only wearing the Thanos yeah, just there you go. <laughs> I am oh, clothed. Wow. I've got your soul stamp yeah. on. But oh, no. Th- <laughs> oh, no. In theory, I, I totally agree with you. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to know anything. Um, I assume we will get a title at some point. I wouldn't choose the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp for it. Mm-hmm. Like, that movie, I'm sure we will get a tease right. in reference to events. But don't, like, that would make it a little bit too much all about that. And that's not, the, I, I don't think, the right emotional space Especially I want to be in after all that. the main characters in Ammon and the Wasp get dusted. <laughs> so who knows? What do you Cassie. think? I know, right? Honestly, I think this is the first movie in history that should be anti-marketed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning, meaning, don't even say what the name of the movie is mm. until it opens. That'd be cool. Make, make people... Uh, the fact that we didn't know... We saw Avengers together. We saw Infinity mm-hmm. War the morning after of the world premiere. Yeah. And nobody knew anything about the movie, nor did we. Yeah, we went in there completely. All they need to do is put the Avengers, some Avengers 4 logo. Right. And just put how many days, T minus whatever. <laughs> and that's all they have to you say. You know what I want to see? I want to see Rocket Raccoon just now you only have 394 days to wait. And then the next day. Yeah, and that, now you're just like, that's all they should do on social media. And, and the fact that they won't. Every it'll be like the biggest state secret ever. Oh, if they could that. put a lockdown on it, and and who this would be the most talked about marketing campaign in the history of products. I think it anywhere. already is because we don't know what it's called. What do you think it's going to be? I mean, yeah. I can't even tell you what it is. Avengers Four. Um, I think I think Avengers Four exists in this beautiful negative space, and we just need yeah. the more negative to... zone. Is it? Oh, no. oh, Sorry. And we just need for it to stay there. In fact, uh, I would even love it if, like, the teaser trailer just had Avengers 4 in parentheses because you know that's not the name of it. I don't 
don't need the title until maybe the the final trailer and probably not even then and the trailer could just be last time on i'd love to have like a recap episode like a tv show yeah. like last time on avengers right. and, and then it just ends, shows with the, three. ends with dust and you're like yeah. oh, or, or it could just be pictures of our characters sitting at tables sort of like in repose like this just thinking <laughs> and the camera is just a slow push into all the characters nothing else i just want to see just new moon on monday with like those <laughs> the song playing of the moon coming up and <laughs> avengers 4 that's what i want to see Man. mike gcock asks since asgard is no more and thanos has bisomated the survivors nice do, you, word. Hmm. do you think they will borrow from fear itself in phase four talking about like bringing in the uru armor like you know transplanting some asgardians what do you think uh, I think might as well. You know, uh, I have no problem with it. I'm also I'm also okay at this point for them just being everything is completely made up and not in the comics <laughs> at all. I trust them so much now. They reached into my chest and pulled out my borrow, heart. They could they borrow. Could, they could, they could think think? borrow elements. Or just I, I think nothing is off the table. Yeah. I, I think they're going to look at all their major crossover mm-hmm. events. How do they? They're going to pick and choose like they always have and, and take the best flavor, as you would say, mm-hmm. from all of it. All the flavor. Nothing, I think everything is on the table. Yeah, don't leave any of the flavor out. What are you thinking? Uh, I don't know about Fear Itself specifically. There, there was a lot of cool stuff in that story, but it spoke specifically to where the Marvel Universe was at that time. Um, but that, that said, like, yeah, borrow design elements, borrow story bits and beats. You have some interesting groundwork laid for, like, uh, an Asgard uh, in ruins kind right. of refugee situation. You've got some some story ground you can go to, and I think you're on the right track there. But I don't know which specific elements they'll grab. And I don't think I don't think they're going to be introducing like a lot of us like to conjecture like Nova will be in it. What about all these? I think you know who gets in there? Captain Marvel. We already know she's in it. That's yeah. the big entrance, and I don't think they're going to confuse it with throwing in all these. Uh, hey, what about you know the Eternals? I mean, we <laughs> might get another Eternals little name drop or a character might be added, but. Captain Marvel will be the big character that's added to this mix. What do you think, Coy? I agree. The less they add that needs to be explained, the better. We're already solving a 40-character mega onslaught. We have a lot of questions to answer. I want it to be five hours. It won't be. I want it to be four hours. Maybe three, yes. But I don't want it to feel rushed. So the less they add that needs explanation, the better. Yeah, there's big characters, big story. I can't wait, but we have to, nine months or whatever. It's coming very quickly. I can just blink and, oh, there's another day has dropped. You watch this tomorrow. Another day is gone. So let's move on. There's quick questions. Here we go. Wisconsin Life asks, who is the father of the year? Now, you got to pick one. Howard Stark, Thanos, King T'Challa, Scott Lang, Dr. Pym, or Hawkeye? Coy. Hawkeye, because he was with his family. Yeah. Amy. T'Chaka. Thanos, because he teaches the stern lessons all children need, need to learn. <laughs> yes. No lying. Yikes. Definitely Hawkeye, because he put his family first. Damn. All right, I was going to yeah, say... Yeah, T'Chaka uh, 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 left behind Killmonger. Yeah, so he did some stuff. He made he some did, choices. He was an uncle of the year. <laughs> I was going to say I was gonna say Howard Stark, Stark, and he got killed in a horrible way, which, you know... Oh, but he wasn't war. a good father, though. Well, you know, technically, yes. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's... Maybe you're right. <laughs> Hawkeye is a good answer. And he, yeah. He's like, look, I'm out. I'm I got to go. Family. Yeah, he's like, peace. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Pym is a pretty cool guy. He's still trying to get his wife back, you know? So... Yeah. We'll find out if that happens. Michelle Pfeiffer, spoilers. Daniel Skip Allen says, who would you rather see direct make a mouse movie? Uh, Laika and Uh-oh. Steven Spielberg, mm. Wes Anderson, Tim Burton, or Pixar? I definitely would love to see a collaboration with Laika and Spielberg. Dare I say Oscar-worthy. Well, we saw Tintin, which I'm yeah. like, meh. To me, it was like, meh. I mean, you know, it depends on whether you're a fan of Tintin or not. thought some parts were cool, some parts weren't. Um, what do you think? Mouse, that's a big story. It's a heavy story. Um, I'm going to go with Wes Anderson. Why? Because I thought Isle of Dogs is, is fantastic. And I mm. guarantee you it's going to be Oscar nominated, if anything. What do you think out of that team? If they go light, 
Leica and Soderbergh. If they go dark, Leica and Fincher. Okay. Amy? I think either one. What do you mean go. light? Well, if they go like the surface mouse, like if they just try to like like like. Don't Soderberg. make a surface. I hope you they don't. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're stepping into territory yeah. here. This isn't Fievel goes this is like west. Or Fievel goes Germany. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Soderbergh doesn't do light, but compared to Fincher, right, I mean, like, yeah. color palette light, not I would, subject matter. Like light. I don't know if he's eager to return to that subject matter. I, I think mm. if if Steven Spielberg wanted to go there, I would follow. Uh, and you can make very serious animated films that adapt serious things. Persepolis got made into a film. Mm-hmm. One extra. Right. Um, yeah. If they wanted to take Mouse, which is a story about World War II uh, and the Holocaust, uh, and adapt it, I, like I, there is some promise, I think, in a like a Spielberg version if they were into it. But like, yeah, do it right or don't do mm-hmm. it. What mm-hmm. do you think, Robert? Yeah, I mean, Mouse has got to be something along the lines of <laughs> Grave of the Fireflies or something. Like, it, it requires yeah. a, a. It's it's a very very difficult subject matter. Heady, depressing, yeah. there's not a lot of humor. But I think Leica like is the studio. I mean, after Kubo, I think Leica can do many things. I love the I love mm-hmm. I love to I love the idea of Leica, you know, taking that that cartoon look and translating it into stop motion. What do you think, Marky? I wow, that was such an interesting that they were like mouse. Um it's so heavy though. I mean, just that part where it's like um uh was it um uh, put all oh, you think those are your friends? Put them in a room without food for a week and let's see if they're your friends. It's like and seeing that animated? I, I don't know. I guess I guess Leica and Spielberg Yeah, because you know, Schindler's if you haven't read list. Mouse, it's Art Spiegelman. Ugh. Check it out. You can buy the comic book. Get it online. It's a, Our Boots it's, Riley. It's, it's an incredible graphic <laughs> novel. You probably would have heard of it. And if you haven't heard of it, check it out. Go online. Read about it. It's an amazing book. You should check it out and you should probably have read it by now. If you haven't, buy it right now. Sweaty question of the week comes from David Stevens for the Giant Size episode. If there was one comic book that you would expand into an oversized edition with more artwork and more storyline which one would it be i'll start this off me personally greedy and this is just a wish fulfillment thing i'd be like i want to go back in time alan moore's 16 episode run of miracle man i would want to see one issue in between every single one of those so i would expand <laughs> it out to 32 issues because there is so much story packed into every single one of those issues i mean it's incredible it's told in three volumes every single volume is just just a masterpiece, and it's a look at Superman, Shazam, all of the ideas of what it is to be a superhero and the mythology of it, and then taking that, spinning it out into the real world, and what would happen if these characters actually existed. I think it's a masterpiece. A lot of people haven't checked it out. Marvel recently reprinted it without Alan's more name on it because he's a wizard, often somewhere like doing some spells and stuff, and he's pissed at Marvel. So <laughs> look, it's an un- unknown art, unknown writer, whatever they called him. Original a, author. The original author. I hate that. It's Alan fucking Moore. Come on. So anyway. Alan Moore and, 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 and Rick Veach and, and, uh, and John Tottleman, all of the artists involved with the original printing of everything, they're all still alive. It would be great if they did a fill-in issue. This is me going back in time, though, or forward in time, if they would all get along and do it. Never going to happen, but that's what I'd want to see. Coy. I would like to see uh, the golden age of John Romita Sr. when he was doing, like, the boy who wanted to be Spider-Man or uh, in that, in that uh, age of Spider-Man before he was... So inundated with crossover. Um, so I would throw in some more old, either like John Amita Sr. or early John Amita Jr. or even Steve Ditko. I'd love to find some source material Spider-Man because that's what we always revisit. Like old sure. Spider-Man is always like, look over here. Imagine finding like an original print of the Golden Age of Spider-Man and then that Silver Age. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, but like finding that and just having a new take on that classic Spidey. Like I'd love to see Spider-Man in college with Mary Jane and Harry again. I'd love to like <laughs> have Flash Thompson be that character again. And I'd love to see that from the perspective of the original creators, not yeah. a rehash. 
I love that idea. Man, Mar Ma Man Mountain Marco to the golden, or what was that guy who's like molten, molten lava? Man? Molten Man. Molten Man. Yeah. I want to see some OG Prowler yeah. come back. Other characters involved in between that storyline. Well, now you've, you've made me greedy for more like lost golden and silver age stuff that we'll never get. Um, but I, my pick was for uh, that I, I finally recently sat down with Next Wave Agents of Hate, uh, which oh. is by Warren Ellis and art by Stuart Eminen, who's unbelievable yes. uh, all the time. Uh, but it only went 12 issues. And it's a perfect 12 issues, and it doesn't need to be more, but would I read three more volumes of it in the middle of the adventures of this dumb, wacky team? Yes. <laughs> Robert? You know what? I, I would probably say something like American Flag, like the first 12 issues, but I'm not. I want... There's like 20 issues of Jerry Conway and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez's run of Atari Force. Yep. And I love Atari Force. Not the comics that were packaged in the... Sure. Even though that's the beginning that's of the Jerry story. That's Jerry Conway and Ross Andrew. It, yes. Yeah. I want the Jose Luis Garcia Lopez Atari Force in an absolute edition. I, I love that comic book. Maybe it's not... Maybe I, I'm looking at it through my rose-colored glasses, but I love the Dark Destroyer. Yes. Dart, I had a crush on a actual comic book character. I love the her costume With and her little tattoo I eye. loved it. Ugh. Yeah, I talked to Jose Garcia Lopez at Orlando, uh, at Orlando, Florida Comic Con. I, I mentioned, I was like, uh, I love Atari Force, but there's a guy on this show that I do who loves Atari Force even more. <laughs> if you have time, will you draw the Dark Destroyer and whatever that green girl with a weird tattoo? And he couldn't even remember, but I was like, found her on the. I was like, if you could draw that. So, Jose Garcia Lopez, if you're if you're out there watching, I got a hundred bucks that I'm paying for this man's drawing of Atari Force the next time I see you. So hopefully he's doing it. I agree with you. The Atari Force is something you should check out. It's not reprinted yet. It's really wacky. Reason. It's crazy <laughs> yeah. and weird. But, that, but he's a legend. Google Google Jose Luis he is Garcia a Lopez. He is a legend. And you know what's great about Jose Garcia Lopez is I met him like I think it was like two years ago at a convention, and no one was at his booth. It was like a bummer. It was it bummed me out that you know people are passing over all these incredible artists and writers and i went up and talked to him for like 35 minutes of course he was like get out of here kid or whatever he wasn't he was very gracious and uh, we talked for a while and then this comic-con people packed he was like had some yes. lottery nice. like i can only do these three drawings i was like i personally was bummed because like and now finally i will mm. like, yes but you must be here at nine i was like i get here early i'm an exhibitor yes it doesn't matter we you know every every way i tried to scrimp in they're like no son i was like i didn't come back i was like look dude this is for real yo and so i gave him the speech he's like cool we'll see what happens you know the man can only draw so much so anyway Check out Jose Garcia Lopez. He's back in full force, rocking the convention circuit. Get him to draw you whatever you can because he's a, he's a fantastic master. What's your pick? Uh, well, I keep on saying it, but uh, World of Wakanda, Roxanne Gay. I mean, mm. it was discontinued. It's canceled, and it shouldn't be. It's so good, and it needs to be expanded upon, especially because um, it's it's very relevant right now. You have mainstream audiences yeah. that are all about Wakanda. So go ahead and and revisit this, and, and let's trace these Dora Milaje back from the villages where it's like they they would have where they go to the villages, and it's like okay, give us your best. Mm. Uh, they will they will see if they will become Dora, and it's like having that. Having going ahead and having the um, the influence of the movies, like let's see the different kinds of Dora, and let's see like with Nakia, where she isn't technically a Dora, she's a Wakandan spy, but let's have that. It's like there, there's so much rich, like um, I mean, you can till that till that earth and 
cultivate and this has these beautiful things that will grow out of it. So yeah, I I just need for them to continue that series or mm. give us this but giant hopefully, size. Hopefully one of our five wishes will <laughs> yeah. come true. Um, I know mine won't, but that's why it's like, hey, screw it. You know what? This has been an awesome episode. I, we might have hit the 130 mark. Roka, where are we? You're way too fast. Oh, he's angry. <laughs> I love angry Roka. Well, hey, anyway, it's been a great episode. This is the giant size episode 250 of Collider Heroes. I want to thank the amazing people over here with Koi, Amy, Robert, Marquia. Thank you so much for being on Heroes and providing so much awesome, intelligent perspective on the world of comic books. I'm John Schnepp. Tune in. This Wednesday, we've got a Collider Nightmares crossover. That's right. The Nightmares crew is going to be in our Heroes. We're going to talk about all the horror comic books, horror super... Up- Go see Upgrade, yo. Check it out. It's this Wednesday, and we'll be back next Monday. Bye. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.